0: Eat a page for hours, please.
1: Kiss me. Greetings and salutations. This is Cage's Kiss, the ultimate Cage cast. We're discussing each of the National Treasure's cinematic masterpieces in his life. We also try to glean whatever Colonel's wisdom we can from his character that week. And when you put your hand on a lump of goo that it was a moment before your best friend's face, you'll know what to do. This is General Patton. Or Adrian.
2: I'm Linda, but you can call me Sergeant Cheese.
0: And I'm Major Numbnuts. You can call me your father. <laughs> oh, dear, sweet Jesus. Uh, uh, I don't
1: think General Patton had anything to do with the Pacific Theater, but fuck it. It's World War II. Fuck it. Yeah.
2: What are we talking about today, Adrian?
1: Oh, for the love of Christ, we're talking about Wind Talkers. Wind talkers, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, this is a movie that opened in June 14th of 2002. It's supposed to be about the Native American involvement in the Pacific Theater in World War II, but it's mostly about Nicholas
0: Cage yes and racist white people yeah we're all
1: the way back to racing with the moon here with the racism yeah (laughs) racism with the moon (laughs) Uh, so this movie uh this movie cost a chunk of change this is a 115 million dollar (laughs) movie that only made 77 million dollar movies um, so this opened at number three and so, uh, what people were watching instead was stuff like Scooby-Doo with Matthew Lillard and yeah. the Bourne Identity Ugh. and then there was like the Sum of All Fears and Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood.
2: <laughs> Which did yeah, not yeah. have Divine in it at all.
1: <laughs> uh, no, no, it didn't. For some reason it has all that other shit though. Um, but, uh, much, much like this movie, I saw Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisters, uh Sisterhood in the theater. <laughs> it was a dark time in my life.
0: <laughs> it was a dark movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although uh, the funny thing is, is that when when you went to go see Wind Talkers in the theater, there was lots of breathing room. You know, you could kind of spread out. You know, yeah. It, and in some of the other seats, there'd be like a grizzled, like surviving World War II veteran because we still had those back in 2002.
0: <laughs>
1: Whereas uh, when we went to go see Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood, there was a line like all the way down the mall of like all these middle-aged women and their husbands they dragged
0: with them damn (laughs) can't we just watch practical magic again (laughs) (laughs) it's impossible (laughs)
1: i've got to watch it
2: for my other podcast so
1: oh fuck oh i'm sorry for you okay well but i'm sorry for us mostly because we're back to john woo and and like i mentioned before john woo's american movies never went all that well like face off was the best of them um but uh, this this is this is so this is John. Will working really hard on fucking up his way out of Hollywood. Um, but he did not fuck up all the way out of Hollywood until 2003 when he did paycheck paycheck there uh, with the Ben Affleck.
2: Oh, yeah,
1: oh, yeah.
2: Wasn't that like based yeah. on a Philip K. Dick story? Or yeah, um, yeah. Well,
1: isn't everything? I mean, like, come on. They they slap his name on everything. You know?
2: Everything
1: like, vaguely sort of inspired by Philip K. Dick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll buy it for a dollar. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wow! Oh, good lord. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so, uh, what what we get in this movie? Uh, since it's it's about how you know in World War II, you know they they had they had they had the code talkers. You know they had this code based on the Navajo language. So they got Native American guys in there to like you know like sort of scramble stuff up, and the Japanese are like Navajo? Is that even a language? What is this? <laughs> Uh and so uh, to represent the Native American element, uh we have Adam Beach, who is smaller than Cage in the poster and uh I think occupies less screen time in the movie. Um Adam Beach was uh born in nineteen seventy-two in Manitoba, And uh he did theater at an early age and some TV, and uh his first major break was being in the in the Disney bomb uh Squanto or Warrior's Tale. Ooh. Oh, no.
0: Squanto
1: <laughs> a Warrior's Tale. Um, yeah, you know, that you know, but but that that got him on the radar, you know, and in 1998 he did Smoke Signals, which is uh, the first thing I ever saw him in, and uh, my mom was actually pretty obsessed with that one, we had a VHS co- uh, copy of it in my house, and I didn't think anybody else really knew about it, but actually yeah. last night at work, believe it or not, last night at work, somebody randomly referenced it. Wow. I know, and I'm like, holy crap, other people saw that, I mean, like, you know, it, it kind of makes sense for around here since part of it's set in Spokane. Well, even
0: our parents were the same way when we mentioned uh, Birdie, one of our first episodes, or second episode, rather, and they both saw it, loved it. Even our cousins did. I'm like, how many of you people have fucking seen this thing? Uh, After the stories about your cousins, I don't necessarily trust them. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
1: Just just saying, you know. Uh, (laughs) um, But, yeah, no, Mr. Beach gets around. He gets a lot of work. He was in Flags of Our Fathers and Joe Dirt and Suicide Squad. And, uh, you know... These movies might not be good, but he got paid. It's fine.
0: Yeah, that's what matters.
1: Um, and uh, Wind, Wind Talkers uh, Ultra also features uh, the Christian Slater.
0: The Christian yeah.
2: Slater. Lend now, those of push. you,
1: oh dear. <laughs> well, for those of you who don't
0: know, uh, Christian
1: Slater is gleaming the
0: cube, um, but is that's when he's not pump Vulcan? up the volume. <laughs> yeah, he was mostly known for his cameo in Star Trek: The Undiscovered Country. <laughs>
1: Uh yeah no well don't don't forget that he's Broken Arrow and Alone in the Dark.
2: Hey, he's also in Heathers, man, Heathers.
1: I'm um, I'm talking about the major ones here, like his yeah. movie, okay? The ones people watch. <laughs> the one they watch, Linda. <laughs> and in 2012, I swear he was like in 50 straight-to-video movies because back then I used my Netflix far more extensively because they sort of had content back then. Yeah. And I remember like the new movies they were always just like a whole slew of straight to video Christian Slater movies straight to video Steven Seagal movies and straight to video Nicolas Cage movies <laughs> (laughs) and and some Jason Statham ones in there too you know just for bulk that's really all he's good for he's basically a foam peanut of a human being I think Donnie and
2: I used to uh, go to the same blockbuster as his little brother
1: the same blockbuster as his little brother
2: and uh also did you beat the
1: crap out of him behind the dumpster? yeah (laughs) no I said you'll do (laughs) Run her
0: up.
2: Uh, we, uh, we uh he is also in Ferngully, come on. And uh now. Oh he's yeah, in, with that uh, Robin Robot.
1: Williams cameo for which he probably got paid more than he did for Aladdin. Oh lot. Yeah, more. Probably. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you, Michael Eisner. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, now he's in oh. Mr. Robot and he is amazing.
1: Robot is it? Yes. Robot uh so uh yeah the movie the old, uh wind oh. talkers
2: so uh a little bit about cage's life around this time uh oh actually... yeah tell
1: us about that yeah tell us why tell us why this <laughs> happened
2: well actually shortly before this uh he had filed for divorce from patricia
0: oh no mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> freeing her up for donnie
1: <laughs> uh, did he chuck a heinz 57 bottle at that time too
2: yeah to impress her <laughs> that's
1: the mexican airport employees
2: <laughs> and then she was like i don't know about this guy now
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was hot before but now yeah, things are kind of different <laughs> sensing a pattern
2: why is it always the same <laughs> it just keeps happening over and over again but uh, yeah, so I, I I don't know if that really informed his character, but I can tell you that uh, the, the reason that he and Christian Slater both did this was probably not only for the paycheck, because I mean, you know, Cage needed the money at that time, uh, yeah. but also because it shot in Hawaii for like six or seven months. So Which like is funny because
1: the, the screen time, you can tell when it's shooting in Hawaii. There's only about 10 yeah. minutes of the movie that's there. Mm. Like, you you, 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 you know. Because like, there's yeah. like, oh, look, look, yeah. those hills from Jurassic Park. And look, yeah. it's all lush and green and tropical. And then all the other stuff on the island and anything with sets, it's like, oh, look, okay, that's over by La Jolla Canyon. That's yeah, Malibu exactly. Creek. That's Point Doom right there. Okay. And uh, he's talking about how he's from Oxnard, and they're in fucking Oxnard because he's yes. shot at Point Magoo. You fucking idiot! <laughs> this, all all of this right here was basically in my backyard growing up. You yeah. oh. know, in fact, there is there is the scene in there um, where where Adam Beach goes to take a bath and 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 uh, the guy tells him he looks like a nip and tries to kill him, and and then and then and then uh, Nicholas Cage like pulls him off. So that's that's at the rock pool at Malibu Creek State Park. Um, and a lot of movies get shot there, and a lot of TV gets shot there. So like the um, Planet of the Apes is shot there. The part where their clothes are stolen, the nineteen sixty eight Planet oh, okay. of the Apes. Um, and Masters of the Universe, the part where they first come into our universe, Dolph Lundgren oh, and Company, shit. that's at the rock pool. It, it's really recognizable if you've, if you've seen enough. Like uh, the jump scene in um, in uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid was shot there, and they matted in some rock to make it look like they were still in Monument Valley. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, the, the rock that he's standing by there, where, where, where he's swimming, you know, in, in like in like in like, you know, like be, being all hot, like he's in a perfume mat or something. Uh, That that is the rock where I whipped my swim trunks, I ripped open my swim trunks, and accidentally exposed my ass to a group of people when I was like (laughs) fourteen.
0: Memories (laughs) of
2: that time, Adrian showed his ass. (laughs) Are you saying you want us to call you Ox now?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just say that rocks my history. That's me. Uh so yeah we have a we have a brilliantly uh, written uh, World War Two piece right here, because it was written by John Rice and uh Joe Batir, um who only wrote like one movie that anybody's heard of. They did blown away. Oh. Which uh is not very good. Um <laughs> No, no. Tommy Lee Jones is Irish, everybody. Just go with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Why not? <laughs> And uh, they did a TV movie,
0: (laughs) (laughs) right? The whole movie. Uh,
1: And you give yourself away. Uh, They they wrote a TV movie about Anna Nicole Smith. Oh. Uh, And they are the producers on an upcoming miniseries called The Cotton Club. Oh God. Come full circle. Wow. so uh, we, we've, we've, got, uh, we, we've got a, a triumphant return uh, in this movie. We've got Peter Stormare.
2: Yay!
1: Yeah, he's oh. playing sergeants, you know, and he's having pickled herrings while on battlefields. <laughs> Sergeant Velvet. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, not like this. Something more
0: cinematic.
2: <laughs> in the commentary, Cage talked about how terrifying he was as Max Velvet.
0: Yeah. Wow.
2: Well, he said that uh, that yeah, he's was... your photograph. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He actually talked about that scene, oh, and Dino. he was talking about just how terrifying he was as Max Velvet. But then he's just like the sweetest, funniest guy in real life, and they couldn't stop laughing in uh, his scene where he's got like a whole page of dialogue, and they felt so bad about it because they kept throwing him off. But
1: <laughs> oh. Peter Stormare. Yeah, we we got we got some we got some people popping up in this one. Uh, we've got Noah Emmerich who plays Racy McRacist. Hi. Yeah, yeah. Talking about cutting off Comanche ears and such. Um,
0: yeah, you know the only thing that separates you people from the Nips is that outfit. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they, they say nip quite a bit in this one.
0: <laughs> for those I know, who don't I guess know, cheese that's nips not had a, a lot of advertisement in this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: well, you know, if it wasn't for lifesavers, we never would have won World War II. Yeah, they kind of says it that. twice. He says it twice in the scene.
0: Oh, Lord. <laughs> ding dong, man, yo, ding dong, <laughs> yo.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, god damn it! Uh, but uh, no, no, Noah Noah Emmerich uh, appeared in Little Children, um, which which I thought was really good, I and. um uh, not long before this, he was in Frequency uh, with the Dennis Quaid, mm. and uh, Quaid. right after this, he did that complete piece of shit Beyond Borders with Angelina Jolie and Clive Owen. Yeah, you ever yeah. seen that one? The Relief Workers Romance with the CGI starving baby.
2: <laughs> That's terrible. Wow. I love Clive Owen, but like I've been I no, I life. love him
1: too. But nobody's only in good shit. And if you start in a movie with Angelina Jolie, odds are it's not going to be good shit. <laughs>
2: Although um, I have to say that in uh, Gone in sixty seconds, uh, Nick Cage said that Angelina Jolie is the female version of him
1: of himself. Oh so. boy. that doesn't speak very <laughs> well of him. No, <laughs>
2: like, if he were the crypt keeper.
1: So if you're if you're the male cage, you buy a shitload of houses and and blow your finances. And if you're the female cage, you buy a shitload of children
2: <laughs> and blow older men.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we, we just fucked in the car that's all i gotta say about that
2: and maybe date. possibly your brother
1: <laughs>
0: like, uh, yeah.
1: we the world may never know um oh god okay so i I'd like this Wind talkers is is uh it, it's really like i said the budget earlier but it's really hard to believe it's a real movie you know what i mean yeah i like, understand Because like it's 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 uh I know there's supposed to be scenes in there and there's supposed to be character progressions, you know, and there's supposed to be structure. But this is a movie where it's very difficult to tell one part
0: from another and one scene from another. Yeah. I mean, it's just like a sequence of events. But also what really got me was the choice of music. It kind of bordered on it wants to be first blood. And it wants to be cinematic, but it had no theme. It was just well. You no, know, it, it's it, you know, it's ugh. funny. It's funny you should actually mention
1: First Blood, um, because the 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 iconic score to First Blood and the first three Rambo movies is all by Jerry Goldsmith. Yeah. And the score of this movie is by a well-regarded but not very good composer. In fact, I consider him very average. Uh, who was sort of uh, came up under Jerry Goldsmith. This is a James Horner score. Oh shit! The, yeah, and and uh, and this is actually really bad, even for him. Even though I don't consider him that great to start with.
0: Well, no, um, you just you had me at James Horner, because most of his shit gets so reused, and all usually sounds the same.
1: Yeah, well, no, he and he—that's he, what he does. He doesn't really do distinctive scores. He just kind of does a yeah. sound, and that expands it, like just a background. He did, um, he did uh, for Roger Corman. He did Battle Beyond the Stars and Space Raiders, which Roger Corman <laughs> reused pretty shamelessly, but that's Roger Corman. He's going to save money. Uh, And for Walter Hill, he did the scores to 48 Hours and Red Heat. And if you take those and James Horner's other score for Commando, you'll notice that they're almost interchangeable.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, he pretty much just turns out a couple of those, like, Casio keyboard beats, you know, you know, with the steel drums and all that shit. Yeah. And you know, the, the, and then and you know, and I'm making fun of it, but that's actually his best work right there. <laughs> like, yeah. Sorry, James Horner, we're not that impressed.
2: <laughs> oh, you know, fuck. I don't oh. like horror, or war. Uh, I I don't like war movies that much, but you know, I didn't mind I, this. Well, movie. I do yeah, when I they're just, not like
1: this one. You know, yeah. I just thought I mean, it was
2: too fucking long.
1: That's just it, though. Every you know war what, the movie has to is, be though, long. But, yeah. you know, the, the funny thing about this, though, is that is that I saw this in the theater and I remembered it being much shorter. And I looked wow. at the right time and I balked. I'm like, man, this is like almost 140 minutes. What the fuck? And I'm watching <laughs> it going over and over again. And I realized the reason I thought it was short is because there's nothing to engage mentally with. And your mind just compresses it. Yeah, because man. over and over again, it's just these generic scenes of them getting shot up. And there's nothing especially going on with cinematography like it's like okay, who got killed in this part? Oh, okay, good to know. All right. Oh, and he chucked a grenade in there and he killed the other native guy. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah, like, oh, I oh feel wait, like there's
2: If they would have yeah. just like focused on on the story of the Navajo coders, like code talkers. It well, would yeah, have been... no, and that's
1: that's that's the and that's the biggest complaint critics had with this movie. And it, mm-hmm. and uh and of course it's legitimate and it's a really easy thing to cue in on. But there's so many things wrong just on the whole, yeah. you know, it's like, like Adam, Adam Beach is, is great, you know, like, and, you know, seeing more of him would be just fine, you know, and seeing less of Cage would also be just fine. Cause they give him this really generic character, yeah. you know, he like gets, gets wounded and he's the only survivor. It wasn't Guadalcanal, but it was someplace like that, you know,
2: but if they would have just like focused on, on just the Adam Beach character or just the Nick Cage character, then I think it would have been,
1: you know, if they or, would have like developed um, him
2: more then it would have been well, a I better think, story.
1: I think they thought they were doing kind of a backdoor buddy war movie, but they failed at that because they, the oh, scenes yeah. they had together are completely generic. But um, I like to say, so this is this is this is set on on Saipan, right? Which is a real island that's over by Guam, you know, uh, and it's about five thousand miles from where this movie was shot. And I went and I googled it up, and I looked at I looked at Saipan. It's like, yep, that doesn't look shit like the movie at all that looks you know like a tropical paradise oh look there's a part in the lagoon where they have a tank submerged that looks fun you know i want to see world war ii really happened there you know it world war ii did not really happen in malibu like you know (laughs) You know, like you like Captain Crabby's mandolin. It's like they blew all the money to shoot really over there on that Greek yeah. island. You know, and like, and it wasn't worth it at all. You know.
2: Well, and the opening credits uh, credits were seen. In, uh, God, I can't talk. The oh yeah, that that stock were... footage
1: that dates from 1981. No shit. <laughs> no, it was right. Oh. You know, because that, that 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 uh, that was the same stuff that appeared in National Lampoon's Vacation and and uh, City Slickers. Wow. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is like, and you are mentioning like the movie's really long and that's just like bloating it further because like it was, it was, it was already out of fashion by 2002 to have those kind of like throwaway opening titles, you know? And I don't necessarily mind throwaway opening titles, you know, like stock footage is yeah. pretty, they, 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 but they got a really bad score and they got a really shit font on there. They got one of those menu fonts. It's like, you know, oh god you i don't want your french onion soup you back the fuck out of my face with that (laughs) i'm trying to watch a movie i want cool titles
2: well with the the that scene the opening credit scene uh in the commentary cage was talking about how it it reminded him of electric glide and blue and oh yeah with the robert blake yeah and then he said he went on to say that he's uh been wanting to make a remake so
0: wow
1: (laughs) uh yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, listeners at home. Uh, very soon we will be reviewing Nicholas Cage's uh first quote unquote directorial effort. Sunny. <laughs> <laughs> On the commentary, he liberally ma- mentions it it being his first to date as it is his only. Oh. <laughs> <Aww. laughs> uh, but uh. But for for the for the punishment that is talkers, um, it was shot by uh, Jeffrey L. Kimball. Um, and this guy's career actually started really strongly, um, because he worked for Tony Scott and he shot stuff like Top Gun and True Romance, um, and, uh, uh, Adrian Lyons, Jacob's Ladder, you know, very visually distinctive film. He shot that, you know, um, but then towards the late nineties, it all started going wrong somehow when he shot Stigmata (laughs) and Star Trek Nemesis (laughs) and old dogs. And I don't know. I don't know if he changed or if movies just changed. I might. It might. It might just be that one. Uh, but this is this is really an uncommonly bad looking movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just I don't. Like, what's it's all like all you the bits
1: s- where they're like the severed head on the white gravel and all that? I was like, gonna looks say,
2: like, can we talk yeah. about the best scene in the entire movie?
1: Okay, I mean, what's what's uh, well, I'll bite what is it?
2: <laughs> well that was it. Like I've been I've been wanting oh, some
1: good the... Christian
2: Slater head all my life. <laughs> 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 Let me just tell you, Christmas is around the corner.
1: <laughs> and little did you, you know you want that his you, head? They, they, they the lights went all out right, as the one attendant's
0: head. If you donate five thousand dollars, we'll put a hit on
2: Christian Slater. Five hundred Bitcoin. Bring me the head
0: of the Christian oh. Slater. <laughs> I retract that legally. Thank you.
2: But uh, uh, so yeah, uh, you listen to the d-
1: was the commentary just Cage? By the way, no,
2: the comment. Well, there there are two uh, commentary tracks, and uh, one of them had John Woo, and the other one had Nick Cage and Christian Slater
1: Did the John Woo one mention how Woo thought the cage didn't understand his character? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I I, I read it up on this a little bit. For some reason, Cage felt like he needed to learn Navajo for this movie. He needed to learn the Navajo language for this movie. Aww. Uh, even though his character doesn't know it and never speaks it, but he thought he'd understand like everything in the movie better if he knew Navajo, and John Boo's like, I don't think he gets what he's supposed to do. <laughs> I
0: was like, why are you doing this? Well, Christian Slater gets to learn to play something with him on his <laughs> harmonica. I want to do something.
2: Well, uh, in that scene where, uh, where Christian Slater's character Ox gets decapitated, uh, Cage actually wanted to uh, film it with him holding his head. And, (laughs) And he's just supposed to be, I guess, in shock at uh the insanity of what just happened.
0: Uh, but... Don't lose your head.
2: It's <laughs> giving you the will live. It's looking for a plan. <laughs> and I think Christian Slater was like a
0: little put off by it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I just give be- me the prize. <laughs> you wanna
1: hold my head? <laughs> I would love to
2: have a prop Christian Slater head to like to shoot any scene like I feel like all those scenes
1: where 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 Japanese soldier just sort of pops up from behind some ferns and like chops somebody's hand off or something like that and like they and they pop back in you know and it's like it's like I'm gonna cut you and Cage is like no I will cut you (laughs) and it's all staged so strangely you know it's like it's like like, so did that Japanese soldier lose his peripheral vision like that got cut off and that's why he was taking out the guy's hand only to get cut himself maybe it's like i don't know
2: apparently in that like that first scene with cage with the um the battle there he was he was listening to black sabbath all day to get like in the right mind frame
1: (laughs) (laughs) but
2: uh yeah yeah Uh,
1: so yeah. this is the "Shoot Me in the Face" movie, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> shoot me. I'm ready.
0: <laughs> Do it.
1: <laughs> oh. Hey guys, this
2: is Lisa Monahan.
0: And this is Andy Clodfilter.
2: And we are the hosts of Nineties Court, a podcast that takes two awesome things from the '90s and pits them against each other in court. We present our cases, and you vote
1: online to say who wins.
0: Twister versus Independence Day.
1: Twister, obviously.
0: Nirvana versus Smashing Pumpkins.
1: Nirvana, duh.
0: Bubble Jug vs. Doritos 3D.
1: That's a hard pass. Neither.
0: Join us for a ridiculous trip down Nostalgia Lane as we dive into the best games, movies, music, and more from the 90s. Subscribe now and listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh... So this clearly was the inspiration for the movie House. (laughs) 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 uh,
1: Thank you. It was actually the inspiration for House 2's second story.
0: <laughs> Jesus, I'm your great That's why great, it's got all those grand cowboys in it. <laughs> and
1: it was originally
2: supposed to have George Went. <laughs> yes
0: I was a wind so badass.
1: <laughs> oh. no, but, but speaking, speaking of uh, Donnie, thank you for bringing that up. Because speaking of great war movies. Um, at like my sixth or seventh pass through this thing i got a little bit tired of wind talkers so i'm like okay amazon what else have you got for me and i'm like ah here is a true classic and i put on navy seals (laughs) yeah (laughs) see you guys later i can't
2: stop fucking giggling over donnie's wind talkers
0: uh, 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 nice. That's why you're paying the Patreon, people. Yeah. These are the jokes, folks. Uh,
1: uh, so back to okay. racism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they they say the word "Jap" a lot. Um, you know, I think I think "Redskin" is said uh, once or twice. You know, yeah, saying the slurs about the ending um and yeah.
2: even uh even Christian Slater in the commentary was saying something like his character just wanted to go out and um and kill the Japs and Nick Cage Kind of like does this instant backpedal, where <laughs> it's like we have to understand that's that's the language that that they used back then.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what's the language I'm using oh. now? Give me more cheese. <laughs> <It's laughs>
2: like, what's the problem? <laughs> I think
1: we've all seen the the World War II posters, you know, where they where they have the the cartoon Japanese, and they'll either oh, yeah. give them squirrel buck teeth or they'll give them fangs yeah sometimes they'll portray them as like rats you know they'd be like giant tojo springing up out of the harbor yep <laughs> oh, oh Disney. yeah and and remember. it's and it's and this really is this is this is this is uh i think this is another reason why this didn't do well and why critics uh shat all over it is um that uh, for this late a World War Two movie because the further you get from World War Two the more tolerant and humanistic you know the the war movies yeah. get you know they're like well you know there are people on both sides war is a tragedy yada yada uh, whereas uh, whereas on this one it's it's kind of like yeah no go 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 ho go go allies fuck Axis you know and never mind that yeah. you know like uh, much of much of uh, much of the Allied countries including the United States had eugenics programs in the 1930s
2: right. <laughs> well and i I can't remember where it was i think it might have been like around the lower quill scene trail in washington but uh there was like one park uh or whatever uh uh, park rangers uh office that had uh, a bunch of old Smokey the bear posters and uh art and one of them had one of those like racist depictions of of the japanese (laughs) back in the war and it's just like oh okay so apparently smokey we're, was not in on it too <laughs> like,
1: we're oh fighting my. fire and by fire i mean the japanese yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only you can prevent like
0: war from only breaking you out war. well Communism. that's and that's that's how you
1: knew but that's well this is why i hate world war ii and this is why i hate america after world war ii you know because after after world war ii to be a hero you had to be somehow equated with some asshole who landed on iwo jima yeah <laughs> yeah so, you know, uh, you know but you know, like like I said, uh, we would never have won World War Two if it hadn't been for lifesavers, you know, yeah. lifesavers and booty sweat,
0: <laughs> <laughs> booty
1: sweat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, I mean, uh, it's not all bad, you know. I mean, we get we get some close ups of nineteen forties tape recorders and radios and shit. That's that's pretty neat. Yeah,
0: you know, I mean, everything, everything now else has in his home.
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like. Yeah, no, that's uh, next to my Area 51 pickled alien, you know, my uh, <skull>. Yeah, uh, I've got the corpse account Dracula in there, you know, waiting for the right recipe to kind of revive him. I feel like he'd like me, like we could hang out, you know? Okay. Would you like some pickled alien juice? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Peter Stormare starts every day with some pickled alien juice. <laughs> I don't believe it. I think he secretes it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's very good with ling- lingonberries, yes. <laughs>
2: That's something about a, a Swedish people. It's just a, uh, it's just natural.
1: I'm sure. And again, I'm Polish, so I'm hiding in the basement until these World War II movies are over. That's right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: when will they end, <laughs> husband? I will trouble you no more. <laughs> uh, oh
1: fuck! Right. Yeah, uh, this this was a real, real real torturous uh, horrible terrible experience
2: at the uh yeah. one point when uh christian slater's character ox first meets the the navajo uh code talkers he goes up to them and says how <laughs> just kidding oh <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> <call> uh, you in <laughs> the commentary uh <laughs> nick cage was saying what balls <laughs> and then, like he was talking about how he used to have like he used to have balls like that when he was acting and like approaching his characters. Christian Slater was talking about how he he really uh enjoyed uh his character in Peggy Sue and he said that uh I don't know if I'd have the balls to do that anymore. and i was thinking oh oh baby cage this is like what 2002 2003 2003. maybe that for the commentary we never know how
1: crazy it's going to get though you know yeah um speaking of balls though linda do you want to do you want to share with our listeners what what, uh, roger ebert's thoughts were on this movie Oh please, please, you too! Oh, oh my God! Okay, so we've we've had. I'm probably giving him too much attention, even though he's dead. Uh, so Roger Roger Ebert always has to weigh in politically. Uh, on, on the movies he reviews and, uh, for wind talkers, um, I, I remember this from the time Roger Ebert, uh, could not understand why uh, director John Woo would oh, give such God. poor treatment to the Japanese, uh, in this movie. He says, I don't understand, uh, why, why uh, he would so inhumanly depict his fellow Asians.
2: Mm. God
1: damn it. And and it's like, you know, like uh either, you know, Hong Kong and Japan are two different things.
0: <laughs> yeah. They
1: they don't they don't necessarily hang out and sing Kumbaya. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's like you know it's 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 like it's like oh no no they're all asian it's like yeah right that's why they got borders and shit it's all just one thing right ebert you know it's all for show you know (laughs) uh it's like it's like you know you could think of it of an example close to home it's like oh yeah we we think really well of our neighbors here in the united states we never say anything ill of them at all (laughs) at all we don't relentlessly uh make fun of canadians or uh, equate uh, Mexico with, with uh, crime and rape. We don't do that here. We're...
2: No. And there are no cats in America.
0: <laughs> yes. The That's why we're building window. a friendship wall <laughs> to show our friends how friendly we are. Damn, Donnie, you're good at this.
2: <laughs> That's where we're going to post each other's artwork <laughs> to picture uh,
1: our right. friendship. <laughs> we'll hang it on the wall. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> None of us has mentioned a plot, but there really isn't one.
0: Mm. No, it's not literally really. just like reading a book, like reading the book Hamburger Hill versus seeing the movie Hamburger Hill. You're seeing a bunch of events that happen to tell you how horrible this war was, people dying. And then, oh, by the way, yeah, we have these code talkers and we have to talk about how Nick Cage is supposed to protect the code, but not the Navajo. <laughs> he just yeah. has to let them go and protect the code. And that only comes up twice in the movie...
1: Yeah, I think yeah. it's supposed to be a source of tension, but uh, Yeah. But no, Adam Beach's character is basically uh, supposed to be like Rowdy Roddy Piper's nuts in Hell Crumbs to Frogtown.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like
1: it's like we gotta we got we gotta escort the nuts, but we can't let the nuts fall into enemy hands.
2: Yes. <laughs> and then Cage does the dance of the three snakes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: As he does. <laughs> Corporal, you're out of uniform. <laughs> oh hey speaking of which linda was there anything for your segment nope <laughs> no no nope. oh, we kind of see adam beach's chest
2: yeah i mean but that's it i mean you know uh, unfortunately i mean like god damn which is it. weird because
0: like, they went with the r rating
2: you can't you just like pan down a little bit but whatever no <laughs> fuck you movie
0: this was a straight man's army, Linda. There was no need for that kind then, of then, baby. Uh, then how come Betty
1: Grable doesn't show up in a fantasy segment and like rub butter all over herself and then on Cage? <laughs> yeah. I thought this was a straight man's army here.
2: Where was all the grab ass?
1: There's there's that there's that one uh, wave chick who shows up one time and she's like, you know what, I hate wax. <laughs> Cage has like is like it's like uh, you know, like strawberry jam coming out of his ear because uh, yeah. of, of what happened on that island that time and uh, and he kind of goes in and out of deafness and he kind of has a balance problem even though it's mostly not a problem it's just there so he can have flashbacks sometimes
0: yeah when mm. it's appropriate
1: yeah like when he's given a class it's like you know hey Code Talkers this is Nicholas
0: Cage <laughs> I have to leave the room right now I'm having a moment <laughs> 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 would have been is... better if he just started firing his weapon off randomly <laughs> 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 There's more out there! Find them! Or I'll find you!
1: How will you live, Cage? One day at a time.
0: <laughs> it's a long run. <laughs> he ain't heavy. He's my brother. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus.
1: Oh. Oh. Oh, oh God. Oh.
0: Yeah. But, do we know, even...
1: he's a Ben Yazzie of the Towering House
0: Clan, the Bitter Water People. That's right. Do we even want to face this off, or should it just go into uh, non-existence? Oh, well, you know, I mean, like, uh, the movie
1: doesn't exist, and we're basically bringing it back to life, so we've committed a great wrong by even having this episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> however, I do kind of have a face-off. Oh?
2: Um, Please share.
1: Oh, I, I think Mark Ruffalo was in this somewhere, by the way. Oh, the Gruffalo, yes.
2: Yeah,
0: the yeah, Gruffalo, yeah. yeah.
1: It's like fuck it you guys know who he was
2: (laughs) you don't need to replace Uh, him
1: even though Adam Beach uh, is probably the best thing about uh, this week's movie um, I can't help but thinking that uh, Philippe Rose uh, from the village people might might have been a better choice (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, yeah. hey, he was hot as fuck, you know,
0: <laughs> um,
1: but, uh, you know, I also thought like, well, you know, this is kind of a World War Two manly American type movie. Why don't we just substitute the entire cast from El Dorado, including John Wayne? Oh, shit. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Robert Mitchum can play Ox, you know, and, and uh, uh, for the racist guy, you can have a, a James Conn as Alan Bedillion Traherne. <laughs> just call him Mississippi. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, you guys rip that face off. Uh Linda?
2: Well, as Joe Enders, uh Nick Cage's character, I have Joe Emilio Estevas. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Brilliant. Made it work too.
2: I feel like you don't really need to replace uh uh Adam Beach because I th- yeah. thought he did a great job, but if I had to, I would replace him with uh Jay Tivari and uh he's from uh he's actually from uh um adaptation which we're gonna be watching soon and uh he's actually navajo so uh there you go
1: yeah i mean adam beach is a lot of things but he's not navajo
2: and nobody replaces christian slater
1: what
2: Uh, okay winona (laughs) writer as ox (laughs) there donnie
0: oh god so, <laughs> so Nick Cage I would replace with Adam Sandler, and
1: why not? Peter Stormare,
0: we would replace his character with Chris Farley, and the racist <laughs> character would be Will Ferrell, <laughs> oh, because yeah. why not? this is why all shaping
2: up much better why don't you make yeah. everybody adam sandler <laughs> like,
1: fuck it. no you can't make everybody adam sandler because uh, somebody's got to be a deuce bigelow
0: there yeah <laughs> and oh uh, god christian slater i mean you can replace him
2: <laughs> with lou diamond phillips <laughs>
0: god damn it i was gonna say oh. he is someone that i thought was gonna be in this but that's really and really this had horrible. Been done about about 10 15 years earlier yeah i would love yeah. to see this
1: with lou diamond phillips but
0: no but i was thinking it. instead of him i was thinking either um what's his name henry winkler <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh god what's his name i just had on the tip of my tongue um oh god oh he what's was he in called? he was in the water boy. He was in uh, the gigolo movie. Oh, Oh, um, Rob Schneider. Yeah. 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 No Rob Schneider. He can be the racist. He, yeah. Let's go with that instead of Will Ferrell. That That works better. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, if this were in like the, the early nineties, then you know that they would have had Lou Diamond Phillips as like, as the native American.
0: Oh uh, my God. No, no. John Leguizamo, there we go. <laughs> right. Now oh, it's shit. a '90s comedy. <laughs> <laughs> whoop that is! Whoop that is! Wind Talkers,
1: rated R, starts in theaters this Friday. It's
0: the pairing everyone since the '90s has been waiting for. Putting adam sandler you, you mentioned henry winkler no, now
1: now i just want to go watch children's hospital over again and stop, stop watching <laughs> there we go i fucking love that show i don't care who you are <laughs> uh,
0: sweet baby jesus
2: yeah fuck it let's just go and watch that <laughs> um, uh,
1: but apparently we have to watch a nicholas cage movie for next episode unfortunately yeah. uh
2: but before we talk about that, were y'all able to find any KG wisdom, Adrian?
1: Uh, you can't walk. Don't re-up. Just go die somewhere else, you piece of shit. Yeah. Fuck you, <laughs> Fuck you, you fucking ear bastard. No, the yeah. only thing for me to do is go get killed some more. Now you're, like,
0: half dead. I want to get like, 90% dead at least. God. <laughs> you get on that bus, you get there. <laughs> uh, all of this and World War Two, Donnie. Uh, um nothing solves racism like seeing your friend blown to bits in front of your face and creating ptsd and horrible memories yeah just chuck a knife chuck a knife and you make you win hearts and minds yeah yeah chuck a knife, <laughs>
1: knife. <laughs> <laughs> Mine, really
0: um,
2: nice. <laughs> is war is hell let's all just share some painkillers
0: yeah, <laughs> like, oh, worse,
1: worse. Hell, when it's uh, when it's well shot and and uh, the, and there's continuity. Without that, war's just heck.
0: <laughs> it's heck, I tell you. AG double <laughs> hockey sticks. <laughs> 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 oh, you know really what sucks? Hojo and Hitler. Hey, eh? what?
2: <laughs> oh no, <laughs> it's a bad time uh so i guess it's the time where i say please 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 listen follow rate and review cage's kiss on apple podcast stitcher spotify google play tune in youtube PodChaser, whatever uh especially on apple Podcasts. tell your friends about us tell your uh enemies about us just get the word out there we really appreciate it and did you know we actually have a patreon and we totally don't use the proceeds for cocaine
1: yeah, you can't buy Coke for two dollars. We don't really know where to get it, also. So if you could like forward that information to us, that's not yeah. That are some digits, <laughs> dear listeners. Uh, uh, send send address uh, this to uh, how to buy drugs. Uh, care of this station.
2: <laughs> what you can't Google that?
1: <laughs> no, I don't want the for me guys to find me. I need to be all unobtrusive on a public podcast. <laughs>
2: But, uh, yeah, find us on Patreon and, uh, we, we definitely appreciate it. And you can add producer to your resume. Uh, and to that effect, we would like to thank our first Patreon patron, Number Buddy, one. Buddy Broham. Buddy and Broham, thank you. We have to do it in a very cage fashion. I feel.
0: Buddy, <laughs> buddy fucking Broham! Broham! <laughs> Broham! I am, I am his father! You can't judge me!
1: <laughs> buddy Broham! <laughs> Thank buddy, you. Buddy Broham, everybody.
0: How to buy drugs <laughs> in the hood. <laughs> okay, what I'll, I'll get those results in the next episode. The <laughs> I'm doing the your, whitest your thing I can. It's
1: <laughs> invaluable to us, Donnie. Thank you. <laughs>
0: well,
2: why don't we just drive to the hood and ask, Excuse me,
1: kind sir. Oh, God, no. <laughs> do
2: you know no. where we
1: can acquire the drugs? Do you, do, you, do you remember that that episode of of uh, Boondocks where the guy's like, "Sir, I would like to purchase some crack."
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ!
1: You see how it's burned on the edges here? This is unacceptable.
0: <laughs> this is really not some good quality crack. <laughs> I know, oh, I'll we're find so out by white. To rap music. <laughs> uh, but
1: really, really, yeah. thank
2: you so much, Buddy Broham, and uh, he's been a friend of ours. On on uh, the social medias for a while and he's got a he's got really awesome uh memes and gifs on his uh instagram uh page so uh check him out he's awesome and uh we love you buddy broham more than just friends
0: no i like you i tolerate you more 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 than words (laughs) is all you have to do Broham. (laughs)
2: <laughs> remember you can find cage's kiss on facebook and on twitter at at cage's kiss you can visit our website at CagesKiss.com and you can write to us at cage's at gmail.com <laughs> and you can also check out my other podcast uh bed knobs and broom flicks where we cover witches in stories in history
0: yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> we also cover awesome uh heroic animals in history and our favorite familiars uh, segment adrian what you got
1: going on i bet baloo's on that segment somewhere yeah <laughs> oh i'm still leo the fox on deviantart.com and a.a A. smith on the youtube and i'm on Goodreads as well just you know
0: stalk me in various places all right I'm still the Unreal Goals and the Boy Who Blew over on PornTube, and I also would like to advertise Road Cage. It's going to be a mobile cage podcast where we talk with people about their experience having experienced a Nicolas Cage film while speeding 75 on the freeway. Be
1: there. (laughs) Would you say that you'd be driving angry? (laughs)
0: or we'll be dead in 60
1: seconds
0: (laughs) Uh,
2: uh. we'll be picking up hookers and uh, oh oh, excuse me sex workers
1: speaking (laughs) of hookers Linda why don't you tell the people at home about next week's movie
0: Yeah, well
2: I think I'll do just that Adrian we will be seeing you next week with Sunny
0: so get your mint juleps. <laughs> oh, lordy, lordy. <laughs> oh, my.
1: <laughs> oh.
2: I do believe it's his first and only a directorial debut. <laughs> debut. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he has excellent bone structure.
2: Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> and uh. until then, um, I kill the kid in Nam.
0: Ugh. <sighs> I torched fucking villages so you could go and make that joke <laughs> you guys are so
1: violent what I do is drug their drink and dissect them while they're still breathing slow that's right <laughs> and then reanimate them just kind of slow down in my hand
0: <laughs> does you anybody else like, oh, smell burnt toast or is that just me <laughs> I taste copper <laughs> Zandaway must be around Oh she was a whore Cage 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 Peach I could eat a peach for hours Cage. Please